0: Hello and welcome to Grace Life Stella Bosch. We are a gospel centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. If you open to the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 27. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, as Isaiah said, who is Isaiah? The prophet. So you see in Galatians, we are having to rely with what the prophet said in Isaiah. So Isaiah is not Old Testament. The things that are written in in, in Galatians are coming from Isaiah. Amen. Amen. As Isaiah said, rejoice all childless woman. You will never given birth, break into joyful shouts, You will never <laughs> been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. At the end of all this, you are going to find out. You are so blessed with so many children, children who don't die. Come on. So don't despair. If you decide to get married, the reason is so that you become more effective. Otherwise, you can stay away from it. Jesus wasn't married. Yeah? Amen? Amen. I've been showing you from Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. That the multiplication there was not for Adam and Eve to be giving children. How many children did they have? Two. How could they populate the Reflections? two children. One of them, a murderer. <laughs> that verse is not about you going out to make children, it's about you going out to disciple children for God. Amen. And in, at the end of it all, some of These people like Jerusalem will realize they've got a big family that they gave birth to through the gospel. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes people look at you, Jerusalem, like you are crazy. People look at people who are who are who are serious about Jesus, like they there's a problem with them. Right now, it's uh, rugby season. People will paint their face with the flag of South Africa. They will leave the country to go to France. They will spend money in hotels. And when you see them on TV, you are so happy for them. They are not fanatic, but they are supporters. But when I paint my face with the cross of Jesus, and I'm wearing uh, Jesus is the answer, you say, This guy is getting a bit fanatic about this. Who is fanatic? Those people who go to France, not me. Some people will say, don't you think you are getting, you are taking this Jesus thing a bit too seriously? (laughs) Well, I don't know. But Christ took me pretty seriously when he died for me at the cross. Yeah? Yes. yeah That's good If Jesus appeared in this barn this afternoon, if He appeared to us and we asked him, "Lord, what would you have us do?" He yes. would say, "Go and get people saved." I paid it dearly for their salvation. He would not say, I want you to go and buy a Rolls Royce. He would not say, I want you to go and get a house in Hollywood. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't say, please hurry up and go and get married Jerusha. He wouldn't say lessons. If it's not important to Jesus, it shouldn't be important to you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Mm. And if we are waiting for Jesus to come here and talk to us like that, then we are in unbelief like Thomas, the doubting Thomas. If Jesus asked, will you answer him if he appeared here, will you answer him and say, Lord, Can't you see? (laughs) I don't have money. What about my prosperity, Lord? What about my master's degree, Lord? Don't you care? What about my promotion at work, Lord? In your way, you said I'm not the tail but the head. How come I'm not promoted at work? Is that what we're going to tell you? Oh, Lord, I must get married. I have no one. Do you know that all those things that we do for ourselves, God and heaven are not concerned about them at all. The billions that Elon Musk has or Bill Gates has, they do not move heaven at all. They do not move God. He's not shocked. (laughs) Ah, Elon Musk, how you so rich. Oh my God. <laughs> what moves God, what moves heaven, is the salvation of even just one person. On. Which means the salvation of just one person means more to God than Elon Musk turning into a billionaire. On, <laughs> Let's go to Luke 15, verse 10. I'm reading from the Passion's translation. It says, That's the way God responds every time one lost sinner repents and turns to him. He says to all his angels, Let's have a joy celebration, for that one who was lost, I have found. Amen. There is no party in heaven when one of us here tends to be a billionaire. There is no party in heaven when one of us here goes through a wedding. There's no party in heaven when one of us here buys a jet. It doesn't move heaven. There's no party in heaven when one of us here gets a doctorate. (laughs) Praise the Lord. God is not moved at all. By all the human endeavors to become great. All those efforts to become great, to make yourself great, to be worshipped, to be admired, they are just another attempt of building another tower of Babel. Trying to make yourself great. Massive, massive idol worship. Imagine if Elon Musk, I mean, this is one of ours in South Africa, isn't it? We like what he's done, we like the technology, but God is not, is not moved by that. God is not shaking that. Oh, my God, he's he's got There's no reward for that. Amen. If Elon Musk was to be born again today, imagine... Let's go to Corinthians chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All the things are now new. That's what it says. Everything that you ever did counts for nothing. You are now a baby, Elon Musk. If you are going to get born again today. You are now a baby Elon Musk that needs to be trained and grow up in the plan and purpose of God. We count all things that you ever did and achieved as done. <laughs> Even the millions you made, yeah. they will make sense once now they are in the kingdom. That's but then that was nothing. So in the kingdom of God we'll count as if he never did anything. His life begins when he gets born again. Whatever he does from then going forward is what is going to count. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever will not count in eternity is not worth living for. Mm -hmm. This world as we know it will soon become and we won't miss nothing in it, but we will regret the time and the resources we wasted in vanities. Sure. We will regret like Esau, and yet there will be no place of, re, of reversing things. There will be no opportunity to say, God, give me a life, and then I'm going to do it again, now i do it better this time. It will be too late. There will be no place for repentance. We must get rid of the dirty thinking, the wicked, stinking thinking that faith gets you money. Because faith does not get you money. Otherwise, none of the unbelievers would have money. If money came by faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 24 to 26, I'm reading from the Passion's translation. It says, Faith! Everybody say faith. faith. We're talking about what? Faith. faith. Do you know, the beginning of this verse, uh, Hebrews 11, uh, of this chapter, Hebrews 11, verse 1, everyone, all, all those people who teach prosperity, they teach faith there as if it's something to get something. And the verse is not saying that at all. It's not saying that at all. And that the faith of Hebrews 11 is not the faith of Christians. Amen. It must be taught, it must not be taught in church. It's the faith of those people long dead, and those people were raised in Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. Do you know Jesus is not the only one? You see, this thing that we are talking about is real. Jesus is not the only one who has raised life. Do you know that? Because first fruit is not one thing. First fruit is a bunch, a sample of many who come the same way. That's why I laugh and laugh and my lips get so at these people who are preaching, preaching this, this lie of, 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 uh, of a rapture. The same way Jesus was raised from the dead. The same way all the saints of old in Matthew 27, verse 51, I'm not going there. The way they were raised from death is the way we were, we were going to be raised from death. Those guys did not and go somewhere. Do you know that David is not in the grave? Grave. David. Do you know that Abraham is not in the grave? Do you know that Abel is not in the grave? He is not. I know Paul is in the grave. But not David, not Abel. Uh, Are you with me? Somebody, uh, Pastor, open for me uh, Matthew 27 verse 51. This thing we are talking about is real. It's not a fantasy. It's not superstition. They brought superstition in the church. When people say God is not going to be bless you because he did not die, that is superstition. Yeah, exactly. We must know God beyond all those superstitions. Somebody read for me. Yes. Is got it? Yep. 20, go for it. Matthew twenty-seven verse fifty-one. Uh-huh. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top of the uh, from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Go. On. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints, which wait, <laughs> the graves were open, not the body of Jesus came out. Bodies, bodies of the saints, mm-hmm. who are saints? Those who believe were open and came out. Can you, can you? And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city. And home, said, walked into Jerusalem, <laughs> with an immortal body. This is not a fable. People saw them. This is not uh, uh, imagination. This is history. This is not a revelation. This is history. Mm. Why did they rise? Because if you go to Isaiah, it will tell us, my body will rise with the first foot. It will tell us that. So, Jesus came from the grave with a bunch. Okay, question. Did these people go back to the graves? <laughs> Can you see? They did not go back to the grave, these people. Where are they? <laughs> Put it again. Put it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The cloud of witnesses is, is talking about those people. They will appear. You see, they're with, they're, the, the distance between us and them is the body. That's the distance. <coughs> the distance between us and them is not a planet somewhere, but the body. But we live it there, that's not our thing today. Amen. So we go to uh, Hebrews 11 verse 24. I'm reading from the Passion's translation. It says, Faith enabled Moses to choose God's will. Faith, if you have faith, you will not choose a Mercedes-Benz, you choose God's will. (coughs) For although he was raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he refused to make that his identity choosing instead to suffer mistreatment with the people of God. Moses preferred faith's certainty above him, momentary enjoyment of sin's pleasures. Verse 26. He found his true wealth. We must find our true wealth where Moses, Moses found his true wealth. He says he found his true wealth. True means unending. The real wealth. A wealth with eternal value. He found his true wealth in suffering, abuse for for being anointed more than in anything the world could offer. For his eyes looked with wonder not at the immediate. Who comes into your mind? Esau. Esau looked at the immediate needs. The immediate temporary needs. And he despised the greater need. And he settled to gratify an immediate hunger at the expense of something of eternal value. Moses refused to do that. Mm -hmm. There was luxury in Pharaoh's house. There was luxury, obscene luxury. Moses says, no, I know there is a greater wealth though I can suffer now in the and for Christ. What I have at the end is greater. So Moses knows the end of the game. Amen? It says, For his eyes looked with wonder, not on the immediate, but on the ultimate. Faith's great reward Praise the Lord. Let me read it again in the Good News Translation. It says, It was faith that made Moses. So faith will make you refuse a promotion. I'll tell you something. Just about a month ago, there was um, um, an opportunity in uh, I work for an equivalent of XCOM in Zimbabwe. Okay? Uh, It's called Zesa. And there were some, some places that they were having problems. And I found the MD, the MD, not the manager. And I just told him in three words how we could solve the problem. I, I created a problem for myself. Then they moved me. I told you this They moved me from where I was to put me somewhere else. And they were setting me up for what? To promote me into that office. Then they put the job, the advertised job, so that I applied. I did not apply. <laughs> My junior, who was way behind me, applied, now he's my boss. Because I am not looking to climb the corporate ladder anymore. Uh All the guys who are so uneasy about their diplomas, degrees, a time will come, I told myself at this age, I will not produce my CV to look for a job anymore. Why? I'm going for the greater riches. Uh-huh. I'm going for the greater riches. This is what Moses did. I'll take it again. It was faith that made... I'm reading now from the good news. It was faith that, that made Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of the king, the king's daughter. So he preferred to be called by purpose. He preferred to suffer with God's people rather than to enjoy sin for a little while. He reckoned that to suffer scorn for the Messiah was worth far more than all the treasures of Egypt. That's the treasures of the world. For he kept his eyes on the future rewards. This is what Peter failed to do. Guys, there's a future reward that, that is coming. It's a reward, it's not by grace. <laughs> It's not by grace. It's what you did. It's what we did. This must be taught because it's in the Bible. Some grace people say, no, no, no. It's finished. It's finished. It's by grace. Yeah, it was by grace to come into God's plan. That is what was by grace. Many have known faith that something you use to get wealth, because of the perversion of that prosperity gospel. But here we see Moses using faith to abandon and disesteem him earthly wealth and pleasures for the good of the gospel. That's how God ended up using him. If Moses had esteemed the riches of this world more than the gospel, God would not have been able to use him. You must make it. You must avail yourself to God like Abel, so that God can use you. This is not... You know, once we talk like this, you must meditate on these things. Think upon these things. And let the Lord give you understanding. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because Jesus is pretty serious about His work. He is very serious. Let's read together Luke 9 verse 57 to 62. I'm reading from the Living Bible. It says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will always follow you no matter where you go. I will always follow you no matter where you go. So you can hear this thing I'm saying here, and say, ah, I'm going. Sit down. Chew on these things. Chew on these things. Let the Lord minister to you. Let the Lord kill the fears the incites Mm -hmm. in your heart by His Spirit. So that when you step forward in faith, you know you are not alone. Listen to what Jesus said. But Jesus replied, remember, I don't even own a place to lay my head for those who say he was rich. Look at Jesus. This is Jesus talking. He doesn't even have a house. He's talking for himself. He says, I don't even have a place to lay my head. Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but I, the Messiah, have no earthly home at all. 59. Another time, when he, he invited a man to come with him and to be his disciple, the man agreed, but wanted to wait until his father's death. I think this his father maybe was a, an advanced age. So he said, No, no, no I, I'm still looking after my father. I want to do this work, but wait for me. I must wait until my father dies. I want to give him a decent burial. Then I can come for missions. You know, the things that Jesus said after this, you know, if I said it to you, you'd say, This pastor, what's wrong with him? Let the Lord speak for himself. Verse 6 Jesus replied, Let those without eternal life concern themselves with things like that. Your duty is to come and preach the coming of the kingdom of God to all the world. That's pretty hard. In 61, another one said, "Yes, Lord, I will come, but first let me let me ask for permission from those at home." <laughs> Jesus says, Even family is going to deny you because of me. So if you are waiting for everyone at home to say, it's fine. It may never be. Yeah, it's good. It's good to try and persuade them and uh, agree with them that you are going. But time comes where you say, Mommy, do you know Jesus is Lord? I love you, honey, but do you know you are not Lord? <laughs> so, guide for yourself. Should I listen to you or should I listen to you? Time comes when you have to speak like. Amen. 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 So he says, I want to ask for permission at home. Listen to what Jesus says. But Jesus told him, anyone, no one is excluded here. He says, anyone who lets himself be distracted from the work I plan for him, that's the purpose I have for him, is not fit for the kingdom of God. That's serious, huh? That's how serious Jesus is about his work. But you know that even in the church a lot of people are not serious (laughs) with the same seriousness that Jesus has for his work. This gives us an idea about how he is concerned about his work. Are you aware about what really matters to Christ? Let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 to 21. I'm reading from the Living Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verse 20. There is no one like Timothy. We've got Timothy here. Jerusalem. We've got 18 We've got um, prophetess. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We've got many of you here. Okay? Those Timothy, listen to what happens here. There is no one like Timothy for having a real interest in you. Verse 21. Everyone else seems to be worrying about his own plans and not those of Jesus Christ. Paul is writing to the church. He's not writing to the people at the pub. He's writing to the church. There are some people with hearts like this. What they are thinking is my car, my wife, my children, my degree my this, my this, my this because to them salvation is so that they can use God (laughs) if we take it in in the New Living Translation it says I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare verse 21 all the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ do you know what matters to Jesus Christ If you know what matter to Jesus Christ, are you you concerned with that matter? You can have your own plans. That's why I told you that your will is not equal to the will of God. Your will must be submitted to the will of God. Praise the Lord. The easy to read version will say, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares for you. Others are interested only in their own lives. They don't care about the work of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's pretty strong. So, if you are one of those, you are not the first. We know your kind <laughs> from the Bible. <laughs> Amen. 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 Guys, we must. Oh, let, uh, let, let's read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. I'm learning now, okay? I'm learning. I'll try and learn softly. I hope. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, I'm reading from the New James version. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Who is all? Is that all people? No. All believers. This letter is written to the church. It's not written in the marketplace in Corinth. The church at Corinth. So he's saying, this, this all here is only talking about believers. Unbelievers are not there. You see, There's no way unbelievers are going to be in a queue to go and see Jesus Christ. This is only for the believers. We must all, all believers, We a day is coming that we must all appear before Jesus Christ. Like that day that came to Israel where he had to regret his move was two against eternal purpose. No, so that day is coming for all believers. Mm-hmm. Unbelievers have got no part in this. It's, this is for family. We must always, believers, appear before the Lord. This day is one of the days That he'll pick up for you guys. You were there. I sent that man from Zimbabwe. Did you think they come on the beach? I like the Temple Mountain. I could not have the Temple Mountain. Because you are special, children of God. And He's got a special message for you. Because He loves you, He wants things to be so special for you. In eternity. Amen. Mm. Amen. So you must start throwing your money in your eternal bank. Mm. Uh, what is that? First national is not good. <laughs> <laughs> you must start posting your money ahead where you are going. You must start posting your money there and your time there. Mm. Come on. Because that's where you will make, and you do never lose value. Mm. The rand can lose value. Don't worry, it's not, come, it's not yet happened yet. It's coming. Yes. You know the same daughter thing? It's coming. Yeah. Mm. It's Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he says, we shall all appear before the judgment seat. Do you know what is called judgment seat? It's not to punish you. It's, a, it's called bima seat in Greek. And it was, it's used for, for Athletics. You know, like at World Cup, you know, you know where they invited uh, Mbappe and uh, Mappe was there. Uh, Messi was there. You like that? Mbappe mm. was there. Messi was there. Where were they going to? That elevated place they went to is what is called the Bima seat, where you are going to get uh, a reward for what you did. We see Mate getting that boot of the match. Is it something like that? Mm, Golden boot. boot. Amen. It was okay. But was he really smiling when he got up there? No. Who was smiling when he got up there? Mercy. Mercy. So in heaven, there are people who will not be smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Out of sheer regret, people like Esau will be believers. They're not going to burn. they're not going to be punished for anything, they're going to be in eternity, they're going to have eternal bodies, they are never going to die again. But you regret the worst, the vanities that are captivating you now. Is that your business? Are you listening? What do you think is your part in this life? Encourage him to make disciples too. I hope you make disciples together. Everything else, listen. Unbelievers can laugh, they can kiss, they can they can do all the things. What makes your 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 marriage special is that Come on. it's it's a teamwork Amen. to do more. Amen. It's a teamwork to do more Amen. in purpose. Amen. Thank you so much. I'll pray for you. Amen. Mm-hmm. I pray. even now as I'm speaking, you are enjoying what I'm saying, but there's a little. Oh, oh, can I do this? You can do it. You can do it, and He's there to support you. Mm-hmm. I to see, is a good man. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not about you. I'm talking about this one today. Amen. Amen. Come on. Do you know you can you can have it in your arms like that? And there is hell going on in your heart. Fear. Confusion. What do I do? It is a confusion. But we will pray for you. Let me just finish up because I am landing now. Amen. So he says that each one may receive the things done. Not the things given by grace. What you did. In the body. What is the body? In the union with Christ. What you did by the power of the Spirit. He did not build your house by the power of the Spirit. He did not buy your car by the power of the Spirit. Does the power of man, I'm sure. Amen. So you read, you receive what was done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. What is good or bad? Vanity or eternal. Don't don't think good or bad is talking about you eat someone. No, no, no. We are beyond that, we are cleansed, we are washed. No one is going to get a prize, a reward for living good, for being righteous. Because it's not your blood that cleansed you. That thing about sin, he paid for it. That is, you you got no claim there. You got no reward for that, for being a good man. He made you good. He washed you with his blood. Praise the Lord. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned. There is a work that will be burned. What does that mean? He shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved. Hmm. Yet, so as by fire. What does that mean? What does that mean? Is he going to burn in here? <laughs> you see, Sabah loss is to lose what should have been yours. The money that should have been yours that you wasted here. The time that should have been yours that you wasted here. By buying Gucci. Can you cover yourself with uh, with anything? <laughs> I was going to say Mr. Price. Is it the shop? here? Is it from here? M-O-P-C. M-O-P-C. Mr. Price. Mr. Price. Yeah. Can't you cover yourself with uh, Mr. Price? Yeah. It's too cheap. <laughs> that is vanity. It's too cheap. That's why the money waste here. <laughs> Can you see? So, it means you have the opportunity to possess that money for eternity, to make use of that time for eternity, but you use it for vanities, for temporary. When I'm using the word vanity, just know I'm talking about temporary things, things without eternal value. Amen. Amen. So, when it says, he shall be saved as from fire, you know, it's a picture that is given. Let me read it in the Passion's translation. It says, If his work is consumed by fire, he will suffer great loss. Yet he himself will barely escape destruction. You will be in heaven. You are not going to be destroyed. You will be in heaven. But you will be like one being rescued out of a burning house. Do you know when you are rescued out of a burning house, you come out with nothing? But you came out. (laughs) You came out with nothing, but you came out. This is your position for eternity. It cannot be cooked. It cannot be changed. Amen. Amen. So it gives a picture of someone who is rescued from his burning house, but everything he worked for his whole life is destroyed, but he himself is saved. That's the picture he's giving us there. I don't think anyone likes. Imagine if you like good things here on earth, how much more in heaven? We better post them forward. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. What are you doing with the work of the gospel? What do you think is your place in it? When you're talking about people who are called, do you know you're one of them? Do you know our calling is the same? There's no one who is with a special calling. We are the same. That's why we have a communion in Christ. That's why we are a holy communion. Holy communion is not bread and wine. If you want wine, drink wine. Don't call it holy communion. Holy communion is people of the same. Holy communion is people. Now the people who are having holy communion, they they are not mindful of the real communion. Because you cannot focus on a shadow in the revelation. You cannot hold on to a shadow and still have revelation. A shadow blocks revelation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was going somewhere but something the scripture just slipped somewhere. I hope it will come back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Guys. Guys. It's not, uh, this, this, this year is not the end of things. This is not the life that God wanted for us. I was talking to one man this morning. I said, do you know what is called the man of God? Okay, I just remembered. Remind me, remember, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, I was talking to one man this morning. I said, do you know what is, ma- what is called the man of God? The man of God is the man God designed whom we could not find until his resurrection. Sure. Man of God means the God kind of man. The man God intended. Man of God does not mean pastor and the fact. Men of God means everyone born again. He is the kind that God planned for intended. Who is that other man? He is man short of glory. Short of glory means short of the standard that God wanted. Amen. I so I was saying we are called to the same. I think I've, I've got this uh, this passage to read in one more, then I sit down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is that fast? Uh, is that, how much time do I have? Wow. But Today it's is, a miracle. A miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Because I know there are these lies in the churches. Because someone wants to feel more anointed than you, so that they can rob you of your mind, show into the anointing, show into this and that. Because they are criminals. They are church robbers. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Verse, uh, let's start from verse 4. There is one body. The word one there is same. You can interchange it with same. There is same body and same spirit. Which means you cannot be, you are not. It's not like someone is fired by like diesel, someone is fired by, 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 by petrol. Uh, G5, what do you put in your car? I <laughs> heard uh, uh, you say something. What fuel are you putting in your car? G5? Unlimited. Unlimited. Is it power, something? Ninety-three. Oh. 93. something. 95. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. What did was, what was you put in your car yesterday? Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited. It doesn't no. have a figure like V power. V power. So it's not like somebody is powered with V power, somebody is powered by this. No! It says, one body, one spirit, which means same spirit. Even you are called in one hope of calling. What does that mean? It means you are the same thing is expected of all of you in this calling. The same thing. Amen? One hope of your calling. So we are called in the same. Listen. There is one Lord, which means we are submitted to the same Lord. No one is submitted to Allah. We are all submitted to whom? One Lord. Are we together? Yeah. This is telling tell us that we should not be different. We are not called differently. Then he says, "What? One Lord, one faith. What is one faith? One faith means one belief system. We have believed in the same thing." Amen? We have believed in the same thing. We have believed in the same. So you cannot now, you cannot now come to me and say, Oh, pastor, you are a pastor. I am an, an apostle. Where did you get an apostle? Where is different from where I go, pastor? Amen? So it says, one faith, one baptism, that's a big one. That's a big one. People will throw stones for this one. One baptism, my friend, means that We came from the same process. Which process? Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's not talking about you going deep people in water. He's saying we came here, we became what we are through the same process. That's one baptism. The same baptism. Which baptism? Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Finish! Glory! Hallelujah! Listen, this baptism, let me attack it a little bit a little, a little bit. <laughs> Do you know once I was here in the Western Cape, I was mad about baptism. And I heard that the people from N.C. is that what you call it? they, they, they did not like baptism. And I was pastoring in bed there. I said, I targeted them especially. And I would go in the farms. And I would make them put water even in the bucket. Bath- I baptized them. I baptized them. At one place, they cried at the farm. They cried when I convinced them for baptism. And the water was brown. You know the water that is brown is like tea. That, that water. Yeah. I put them in that water. <laughs> Because I didn't know better. I didn't know better, but when I grew, when truth came, I let go of the shadow and stayed with reality. Amen. Because John the Baptist says this I am baptizing. Oh, this is the thing. When John the Baptist is teaching, he's referring to what? The scriptures. Do you know that the death. The salvation is an Exodus. So Jesus, uh, rather John the Baptist, goes to, to, to the Jordan. Yeah. He is indicating we are about to go to another what? Exodus. Exodus. When Jesus takes the Passover, he is going back to Egypt. He's saying there is about to be another what? Exodus. Mm. Your Exodus was Exodus from Egypt into Canaan. This Exodus is from the flesh into the spirit. From the world into Christ. So John the Baptist goes to the to the Jordan to indicate what John the Baptist is teaching. What is in Scripture? He's not teaching what is in the books that has not yet come. So to understand what John the Baptist is writing about or teaching about, John the Baptist is teaching about what happened at the Red Sea, a redemption from Egypt through. The Red Sea, where we went through, and we went to the other side, and the enemy perished there. Sure. And we came out there without death. That's what John the Baptist is is, is, is teaching. But because he's teaching kind of people, he's trying to teach kind of people spiritual things, he uses water as he's teaching aid on the things that he's teaching. Okay, like he teaches the kids in the kindergarten, you use teaching aids. Like oranges. Like oranges. Can you see? And John the Baptist then says, I John the Baptist, I am baptizing you with what? But another one comes. Who is going to baptize you with the what? Does he say when he comes I will continue with my water and you baptize you with the spirit? No. Does he say when Jesus comes, your pastor is going to baptize you with water? He is saying when the real one comes, mine will stop. Yes. Amen. They will not run parallel. Right. They will not run parallel. Mm. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, when we say one baptism, we say, we came here by the same process. We came, I told you in the morning, at the office, the same womb. We came through the same process. Which process? Death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. So we are called the same. We are called the same. Then he goes on to verse six and says one God who is father of all, who is above all, and through all. Uh -uh. It means he expresses himself in and through all of us the same way.
1: So by the time
0: we get to Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, some pastors. The word "some" is not talking about a certain group, no, 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 no. The word "some" is talking about a distinction in function, not a distinction in people. So the word "some" is saying that Christ himself is the one who expresses himself in and through each and every person, he expresses himself as the apostle, as the prophet, as the evangelist, as the pastor, as the teacher. So, you can express all those things in Ephesians 4 verse 11. Those are not people, they are functions of the risen Christ by His Spirit. So, we are called in the same way. You can say, no, 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 Anna is going because I think that's a calling to go. we these people running around saying, Anna, I'm, I'm just an evangelist. They, they dump it. They go to a place, they preach, and they leave, they go. It's not in the body of Christ. You have a responsibility to disciple. So everyone here is an apostle. Why? The same Christ expresses himself in and through as an apostle. Everyone here is a prophet because the same Christ expresses himself as a prophet. The same Christ expresses himself in and through you. And so what? what is the difference? The difference is spiritual growth. That's why we want you to grow up. Amen. Why I can do what I'm not doing and you don't do what I'm doing is because it's not because I'm special. It's spiritual growth. Hmm.
1: What I'm doing, I am applying myself in
0: you so that you in the end of two, three years you are doing what I'm doing. No one is called to sit at the back there and say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Pastor, bless me. Any parent who has got a child who is not growing gets to mm. Amen. 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 Let's learn. Let's learn. Let's go to, to Ephesians. Rather to Luke chapter 11, verse 23. This is a very serious question. This is a very serious statement. It's it needs us to focus and think. I'm reading it from the New King James. It says, He who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me is scattering. Mm. There is no neutral ground. I mean, I'm neutral. I'm not doing anything. I'm just a good person. I don't go for evangelism. I just say uh, I'm, I'm just good. Jesus says you are against Jesus said, if you are not gathering into the kingdom, you are scattering, you are causing harm to his cause. You, are not, you cannot be neutral. You are <laughs> called to make a, a, a decision. You are called to make a verdict. What do you say? I've been here preaching from last night. I'm not joking. I'm not coming here to joke. What is your verdict now? After you have had what are you doing? Are you with him or are you against him? Are you gathering or you are scattering? Tell me today. Where are you? Are you signed? If you are signed, you are first born. If you are signed, it really comes with the ministry to mount fly. Which kind of son are you with? Does not mount fly? That's not the sun found in the kingdom. He blessed them and said, Be fruitful. Are you being fruitful? Yes, we may not find the fruit now, but let us see the flowers. Mm -hmm. Let us see the flowers. Let us see the developmental stages so that we know we are going somewhere. We know we are on course. Praise the Lord. There is no one here Who is too young? There is no one here who is too old. This door has got no pensioners. This call has got no pensioners. Praise the Lord. For what reason do you want to wake up alive tomorrow? What? Somebody can buy a house? Why? What gives you the. Why do you want to live another day? It's all something with Christ. Why didn't you go today? Why are you here? Why do you want to be here tomorrow? Are you gathering or you are scattering? Are you gathering or you are scattering? There's a big hole in your life. Jesus wants to fill it. You can't feel it. You can't figure out how you are going to feel it. I see that this is a walking past here. I see this, this thing in your heart, that is a horror. It means there is no purpose there That is stamped on that heart. This, that place, maybe you've that things are coming and maybe they are plants and all those plants, they are not fitting to cover that hole. Don't be afraid. The Lord is good. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Throw yourself. He will catch you. He will catch you. He will catch you. He's got a purpose for you. A lot of people why they are sick and disease gets them down. Is there isn't anything in their in their core to live for? There isn't anything that gives them uh, do you know this body must must get. Must be poised to fight sickness. There must be a cause that you want to live for. Why do you want to stay alive? Someone say, I want a job. A time will come when you are looking for a job. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mommy, I'm still looking for a job. Because you work your time. Sit down. What now? Are you scattering? Or oh, My friend, you're not a passenger. You're not a passenger, you're not somebody who is who is who is passing through. <laughs> Which is the you go to? You're not a passenger. Examples have come, things have happened there maybe, I think it will pass to you or around you and you've got questions and you think, why? And you don't see yourself as a person who should be doing this that we are talking about. Do you know that I came all the way personally to get into your heart? I told you I don't minister to crowds. I mean that individuals in crowds. Did you remove yourself from the crowd I was ministering to? Think. Think on these things I was saying. You are not living for money, and you are not poor. You think you are poor? Ah, let's hear from Jesus. You want to hear from Jesus? Someone will be open for me. Uh, Revelation, a nice book, <laughs> chapter two. Nice book. Revelation chapter two, verse. Uh, let's start, let's see verse eight there. Verse? You are not poor, my friend. What? Let's hear Jesus say it. Verse eight and unto the angel of the church it's in Smyrna it's yeah. write these things say the first and the last which was dead and is alive. This is Jesus <laughs> talking in his presence he says today not in the one who is going to die again right this we are about the one who is resurrected who is never going to die. So what he thinks about then is what he thinks about now this is the reason Christ carry on. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty but thou art. He say, oh, rich. Oh, oh, easy. <laughs> listen, he says, I know your tribulation. These people, Jesus knows that they are suffering. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying, I'm coming to give money to your lady who is suffering. But he knows. And he says, I know your poverty, which means these people have got no money. But listen, to what he says, I know your poverty. But thou art rich. But you are rich. Which means he's saying, you've got a wealth that is above money. Mm-hmm. Look up to that one. Don't, let, don't despise yourself and limit yourself because you don't have money. Every day you meet people. Praise the Lord. And you've got a world in your heart that you must share with those people. Praise the Lord. Amen. No one is a. I did not come here for spectators, mom. They're not a spectator. This is for you. Don't say, no, 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 I have a wife. You are a prophetess who is a wife. You are an apostle who is a wife. Every wife in here, stand up. Every wife in here. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> you are not a weaker. You are not a weaker gender. The Bible does not say that. Because you take yourself to be that. You don't appraise yourself with the things of the spirit. The devil wants to come by your side. And he does not come so that you shout at your husband. He comes so that you appear like you are so loving. Oh my darling, you want to go for the conference? Don't go for the conference. Just like I want to do your massage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought are going to well, was, <laughs> was very good. in Christ. Yeah. So you are people we depend on, or God depends on, because your influence coming from our kind outside of is very bad. The Bible is got the record. We just crumble at your sweet words, <laughs> and it's easy when you give us a bowl of soup. We forget the best life. <laughs> so you must. Play your role to increase the capacity of your husband in this thing that we are. Is that what my friend? You are called to the gospel, mm-hmm. and you are, not, you are not a harsh person, you know that you're not cheeky. Don't take a label that is not yours. You're a nice gentleman. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You are not a violent person. It's not in your identity. Amen. Amen. So, you wives, is it? Where, where, where is it? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what do you think about him in the gospel? He's trying. What are you going to do to him for him in the gospel? I call heaven and heaven. Justify today before you say those words. That's that's, that's an escape. Answer my question. What are you (laughs) going to do for him? For him. Concerning this message you had here. How are you going to help you? You have the spirit of God don't you? Rely on the spirit of God. You give you word of encouragement, the word of knowledge, the word of 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 wisdom sit down and talk. Don't just talk about there's no cooking well, there's no... <laughs> what do you think we can do this week concerning the gospel? What do you think we can do? Are you working this weekend? What do you think we can do this week? you tell you, ah, man, these things are not good enough. Let's try and get hold of Pastor pasta Pastor Shane, something. So we want to try this thing, see how it works. Say, do look like this, with your hands. Yes. Like this. Do you know these hands? There are people out there waiting to be healed by these hands. Amen. Look at your hands and say, Father, I thank you for these hands, that they are your instruments to heal the sick. The sick person I'm going to lay these hands on, to pray for them. The, the sick person I'm going to lay these hands on. is going to be healed instantly. In the name of Jesus. Bring me that. You see. Our time is up. Can, you can sit you down, uh, wives. But there's a call on your life. Because we are not like we don't know the the, the, the wiles of the devil. We know how he has used you before. <laughs> Amen? So we are on the ground. We will not give give him that opportunity again. Amen. Amen. You are blessed. You are blessed. Thank you so much for listening to me. But further than that, after I am gone, my voice is gone. Listen to the Lord concerning what I was speaking here. Meditate on these things. Let the Lord give you understanding. Let the Lord position you in the seat, to do what you created you for. Thank you. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca And if you're ever in the Stellenbosch area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.co.